A quarter past seven, here we are then, Friday morning. Sarah is back on Monday, do not worry. I am Paul, covering for the Full English Breakfast Show on 106.5 Riviera Radio. In the local news at half past seven, the eagerly awaited trial of eight suspects in relation to the 14th of July terror attack in Nice is beginning next Monday. We'll tell you all about it very soon. Feel Good Friday is having a break until the 16th of September. Everything else is still here though. There's the entertainment news, sport and business, our pop quiz and the three in a row just after nine. Hope you're well. Get in touch. Say hi. Studio at rivieraradio.mc. Let's get on with it. English Breakfast Show local news coming up at half past seven. First, entertainment news and a writer and photographer who was conned out of money by the fake heiress Anna Delvey is suing Netflix over the way she was depicted in a hit series based on the scammer's story. Rachel Deloach Williams is a former friend of Delvey, whose real name is Anna Sorokin, a German woman convicted of posing as a wealthy heiress to scam banks, hotels and New York socialites. A version of the story was told in the Inventing Anna series, which premiered on Netflix in February this year. According to court documents, Williams is suing Netflix for false invasion of privacy and defamation for the way she was portrayed in the show, with her lawyer saying it caused devastating damage. And Dolly Parton has a new business venture called Doggy Parton. The superstar singer, actress and author has announced the launch of Doggy Parton, which is a line of dog clothing and accessories produced in partnership with Sport Pet Designs. The line will feature shirts, dresses, squeaky toys, and even a blonde wig inspired by Parton for dogs. A portion of the proceeds will go to a rescue organization that provides a home for displaced animals. FM and DAB Plus across the Côte d'Azur, on your phone and worldwide online. This is Riviera Radio, with the latest local news for the south of France. I'm Paul McNally and these are the top stories across the Riviera. The eagerly awaited trial of eight suspects in relation to the 14th of July terror attack in Nice will begin on Monday. The trial comes six years after a terrorist drove a lorry into a crowd, killing 86 people and injuring more than 450. The people of Nice were celebrating the French National Day in 2016 when a 19-tonne truck ran into pedestrians on the Promenade des Anglais. The driver was shot dead by police at the scene. The trial is being held in Paris and hearings are expected to last up to three months. At least five weeks of that time will be spent hearing evidence from 80 civil parties, including victims and families of those who died. Most of them live on the Riviera, but others are coming from Reunion Island, Canada, Kurdistan, Ukraine and the Ivory Coast. They're represented by a group of about 20 criminal lawyers and personal injury lawyers from Nice, Reims, Lyon and Ajaccio. A sports teacher has been handed an eight-month suspended jail sentence for fraud involving Marseille Football Club's season tickets. The man was found guilty of being an accomplice in a large-scale operation in which 120 Marseille season tickets were effectively rented out to supporters on a per-match basis. The scam was operated out of a sports clothing store and unofficial supporters club in the city. The season tickets were purchased using false identities at a cost of €170 each. Supporters would then pay to buy a ticket for one match in return for their ID card. They were rented out for anything between 10 and 50 euros per match, making more than a quarter of a million euros in profit. Marseille Football Club became aware of the scam in 2019 when the man tried to renew all 119 season tickets for the following year. As well as the eight-month suspended sentence, the man was ordered to pay back almost 30,000 euros in damages to the football club. A colleague who ran the sports shop was given an eight-month suspended jail sentence earlier this year for being the mastermind of the operation. 
The Al-Makadim Prefecture has declared that Le Prat, a hamlet in Saint-Delmas-le-Selvage, near the Col de la Bonnette, is no longer safely inhabitable and has ordered that residents should be evacuated. Le Prat is 1,600 metres above sea level, and while it's been exposed to natural risks for a long time, such as rockfalls and mudslides, the Prefecture says a recent geological study shows the conditions are worsening. Only a handful of people live there, mostly in the summer, but the decision has still taken locals, including the village mayor, by surprise. The city of Nice says it will not be following Paris and charging motorcycles and scooters for parking on the city's streets. In the French capital since yesterday, anyone who parks a motorbike, moped or scooter has to pay, with prices ranging from 75 cents per day for residents to 3 euros per hour for visitors. Nice says it has no plans to do the same. The city council says it wants to support the use of two-wheeled vehicles by creating up to a thousand extra parking places for them. And this summer was the sunniest on record on the French Riviera, new figures from Meteo France have revealed. 2022 has broken a previous record from 1991 for the most hours of summer sunshine. The sun shone for 1,065 hours and 51 minutes, beating the previous record from 31 years ago, which was 1,047 hours. The sunniest place in France this summer was Montpellier, which clocked up 1,070 hours of sunshine. Riviera Radio Business News. Brought to you by Barclays. Worries over the prospects for the UK economy led the pound to slide 4.6% against the US dollar in August. The last time the pound fell so much against the dollar was in October 2016, in the aftermath of the Brexit vote. Sterling sank again yesterday, dipping below $1.16 on the currency markets. Analysts said the fall reflects the darkening outlook for the economy, with consumers and businesses facing rising prices and soaring energy bills. The Bank of England has predicted the UK will fall into recession towards the end of this year. And the chairman of Russia's Lukoil oil giant, Ravil Maganov, has died after falling from a hospital window in Moscow. The company confirmed his death, but said only that Maganov, who was 67, had passed away following a severe illness. Russian media said he was being treated at Moscow's Central Clinical Hospital and died of his injuries. Maganov is the latest of a number of high-profile business executives to die in mysterious circumstances. Barclays Private Bank brings you Riviera Radio Business News on 106.5 FM. At Barclays, our size is your strength. And we've been using the entire reach of the Barclays Group to bring a global perspective and unique investment opportunities to our clients in Monaco since 1922. To find out more, search Barclays Private Bank or call the Monaco Private Banking Team on 9315-3535. Riviera Radio, Sports News. In football, there's been a flurry of last-minute Premier League signings as the summer transfer window closes. Nottingham Forest have signed Ivory Coast defender Willie Bowley from Wolves. The left-footed centre-back has signed a two-year deal and is Forest's 19th first-team signing of the summer. He spent four years at Wolves, making 147 appearances in all competitions. Nottingham Forest are playing in the Premier League for the first time in 23 years. Leicester City have signed the defender Wild Faust from the French club Reims. The 24-year-old comes in as a replacement for Wesley Fofana, who joined Chelsea for about £70 million on Wednesday. Fass has joined on a five-year contract for an undisclosed fee, with the move subject to international clearance. 
And Manchester City have signed the Switzerland defender Manuel Akanji on a five-year deal. The 27-year-old joins from Borussia Dortmund, where he has made 158 appearances since January 2018. He has 41 caps for Switzerland and played a key role in their qualification for the World Cup. In local football, OGC Nice have signed Fulham defender Joe Bryan at the last minute as the summer transfer window comes to a close. The 28-year-old is on loan to the Riviera Club with no option to buy. He's been playing for Fulham since 2018. And in cricket, Australia have named the Singapore born batter Tim David in their squad for the 2020 World Cup this autumn. The 26-year-old has played 14 2020 internationals for Singapore but was raised in Western Australia. Australia have named a 15-man squad as they aim to defend the title that they won in Dubai in 2021. The Marine Weather Forecast brought to you by Savannah Yacht Centre. For coastal areas up to 20 miles offshore, the Atmaka team and the VAR, the general situation is low pressure. Winds are easterly, force 3 to 4, becoming variable force 1 to 3 later in the day. The sea is calm, visibility is poor in storms. Barometric pressure at saint jean cap Ferrat, 1,012 millibars. For North Corsica, winds are variable, force 1 to 3. The sea is calm to slight, becoming calm later. Visibility is good. Barometric pressure at Cap Corse, 1,011 millibars. The Marine Weather Forecast, brought to you by Savannah Yacht Centre, the leading US superyacht maintenance, refit and repair facility for yachts up to 140 metres. Find out more at savannahyc.com. Storms are forecast across the Riviera today with showers this afternoon, light southeasterly winds, temperatures up to 27 degrees Celsius. The stormy weather continues overnight, lows of 20 on the coast and 18 further inland. More of the same weather this weekend, sunny spells and storms on Saturday, 27 degrees Celsius. Sunday brings sunny spells and showers, 28 degrees Celsius. It's Riviera Radio before the world news from the BBC. Let's take a look at some headlines from the papers around the world and we'll start with USA Today, which says that new federal data reveals that nine-year-olds' reading and math scores have declined significantly across the board since the start of the pandemic. The results show the largest average score decline in reading since 1990 and the first ever score decline in mathematics, according to the National Centre for Education Statistics. In other words, no group of high or low performing students were spared from a decline in performance by the pandemic and remote schooling. Meanwhile, The Guardian says Japan's digital minister has declared war on floppy disks, decades after the technology became largely obsolete but could encounter opposition from analogue devotees inside the country's vast bureaucracy. Taro Kono said he would expand his quest to rid the bureaucracy of outdated tools by phasing out disks and moving administrative procedures online. Kono, who has already made clear his disdain for fax machines, said businesses were still required to use floppy disks to complete 1,900 government-related procedures, such as submitting applications and other documents. Music quiz time, and we're heading back to 2000. On this day, in the year 2000, Madonna reached number one in the UK with her 10th UK number one single. This song came from an album that had the same name as this single, and the video for this song features the comedian Sasha Baron Cohen in his famous character role of Ali G. What was the song that got Madonna to number one in the UK on this day in the year 2000? Studio at RivieraRadio.mc. 
Before the world news from the BBC, look at a few more papers around the world. And we'll start with The Independent in the UK, which says the British Chancellor, Nadim Sahari, has said he is deeply concerned people could freeze this winter as energy bills skyrocket. The Chancellor admitted that government help for people struggling with the cost of living was not enough and insisted that nothing is off the table for Boris Johnson's successor as Prime Minister. Speaking to Sky News during a visit to the US, Sahari said no one should be cut off because they can't afford their bills. Asked if he was worried people could freeze this winter, he said he was deeply concerned. And the local in Spain says thousands of revellers splattered each other with tomatoes in the Spanish town of Buñol, celebrating the return of the annual Tomatina food fight after a two-year absence due to the Covid pandemic. A convoy of six trucks carrying 130 tonnes of ripe tomatoes rolled through the eastern town's narrow streets as teams on board distributed the load among the baying crowd for an hour-long frenzy. The festival is billed as the world's biggest food fight and has become a major draw for foreigners, in particular from Australia, Britain, Japan and the US. But this year only 15,000 of the 20,000 available tickets sold as fewer people from Asia made the trip due to lingering COVID-19 travel restrictions. The bang of fireworks set off the free-for-all at noon and within minutes the streets were bathed in red goo. In this morning's music quiz I asked you to name the Madonna single that got to number one on this day in the year 2000 with a video that featured Sasha Baron Cohen as Ali G. Well done if you got this right it was music. International headlines in a minute past 10. The US has accused China of serious human rights violations in a long-awaited report into allegations of abuse in Xinjiang province. Sarah Palin has lost a special congressional election in Alaska in a district that was Republican-held for nearly five decades. And the chairman of Russia's Luke Oil oil giant has died after falling from a hospital window in Moscow. Thanks a lot for your company. Fear not, Sarah is back on Monday morning. Have a brilliant weekend.